0: Section 4. The nature of the work in general. Whatever imprudences there have been, and whatever sinful irregularities, whatever vehemence of the passions, and heats of the imagination, transports, and ecstasies, whatever error in judgment, and indiscreet zeal, and whatever outcries, faintings, and agitations of body. Yet, it is manifest and notorious, that there has been of late a very uncommon influence upon the minds of a very great part of the inhabitants of New England, attended with the best effects. There has been a great increase of seriousness, and sober consideration of eternal things. A disposition to hearken to what is said of such things, with attention and solemnity, and as of great importance. To make these things the subject of conversation. To hear the Word of God preached. And to take all opportunities in order to it. To attend on the public worship of God, and all external duties of religion, in a more solemn and decent manner. So that there is a remarkable and general alteration in the face of New England in these respects. Multitudes in all parts of the land, of vain, thoughtless, regardless persons, are quite changed, and become serious and considerate. There is a vast increase of concern for the salvation of the precious soul and that inquiry, what shall I do to be saved? The hearts of multitudes had been greatly taken off from the things of the world, its profits, pleasures, and honors. Multitudes in all parts have had their consciences awakened and have been made sensible of the pernicious nature and consequences of sin, and what a dreadful thing it is to be under guilt and the displeasure of God, and to live without peace and reconciliation with Him. They have also been awakened to a sense of the shortness and uncertainty of life, and the reality of another world and future judgment, and of the necessity of an interest in Christ. They are more afraid of sin, more careful and inquisitive that they may avoid it, and what He requires of them, that they may do it, more careful to guard against temptations, more watchful over their own in the use of the means that God has appointed in His Word, in order to salvation. Many very stupid, senseless sinners, and persons of a vain mind, have been greatly awakened. There is a strange alteration almost all over New England amongst young people by a powerful and visible influence on their minds, they have been brought to forsake, in a general way, as it were at once, those things of which they were extremely fond, and in which they seemed to place the happiness of their lives, and which nothing before could induce them to forsake. As their frolicking, vain company keeping, night walking their mirth and jollity, their impure language, and lewd songs. In vain did ministers preach against those things before, in vain were laws made to restrain them, and in vain was all the vigilance of magistrates and civil officers. But now they have almost everywhere dropped them as it were of themselves. And there is great alteration amongst old and young as to drinking, tavern haunting, profane speaking, and extravagance in apparel. Many notoriously vicious persons have been reformed, and become externally quite new creatures. Some that are wealthy, and of a fashionable, gay education. Some great beaux and fine ladies, that seem to have their minds swallowed up with nothing but the vain shows and pleasures of the world, have been wonderfully altered, have relinquished these vanities, and are become serious, mortified, and humble in their conversation. It is astonishing to see the alteration there is in some towns, where before there was but little appearance of religion or anything but vice and vanity. And now they are transformed into another sort of people. Their former vain, worldly, and vicious conversation and dispositions seem to be forsaken, and they are, as it were, gone over to a new world. Their thoughts, their talk, and their concern, affections, and inquiries are now about the favor of God, and interest in Christ a renewed sanctified heart, and a spiritual blessedness, acceptance, and happiness in a future world. Now, through the greatest part of New England, the Holy Bible is in much greater esteem and use than before. The great things contained in it are much more regarded, as things contained in it are much more regarded, as things of the greatest consequence, and are much more the subjects of meditation and conversation and other books of piety that have long been of established reputation, as the most excellent, and most tending to promote true godliness, have been abundantly more in use. The Lord's Day is more religiously and strictly observed. And much has been lately done at making up differences, confessing faults one to another, and making restitution. Probably more within two years, than was done in thirty years before. It has been undoubtedly so in many places, and surprising has been the power of the Spirit, in many instances, to destroy old grudges, to make up long-continued breaches, and to bring those who seem to be in a confirmed irreconcilable alienation, to embrace each other in a sincere and entire amity. Great numbers under this influence have been brought to a deep sense of their own sinfulness and vileness. The sinfulness of their lives the heinousness of their disregard of the authority of the great God, and of their living in contempt of a Savior. They have lamented their former negligence of their souls, and their neglecting and losing precious time. The sins of their life have been extraordinarily set before them. And they have had a great sense of their hardness of heart, their enmity against that which is good, and proneness to all evil. And also of the worthlessness of their own religious performances, How unworthy of God's regard were their prayers, praises, and all that they did in religion? It has been a common thing that persons have had such a sense of their own sinfulness, that they have thought themselves to be the worst of all, and that none ever was so vile as they. And many seem to have been greatly convinced that they were utterly unworthy of any mercy at the hands of God, however miserable they were, and though they stood in extreme necessity of mercy, and that they deserved nothing but eternal burnings. They have been sensible that God would be altogether just and righteous in inflicting endless damnation upon them, at the same time that they have had an exceedingly affecting sense of the dreadfulness of such endless torments, and apprehended themselves to be greatly in danger of it. And many have been deeply affected with a sense of their own ignorance and blindness, and exceeding helplessness, and so of their extreme need of the divine pity and help. Multitudes in New England have lately been brought to a new and great conviction of the truth and certainty of the things of the Gospel. To a firm persuasion that Christ Jesus is the Son of God, and the great and only Saviour of the world. And that the great doctrines of the Gospel touching reconciliation by His blood, and acceptance in His righteousness, and eternal life and salvation through Him are matters of undoubted truth. They have had a most affecting sense of the excellency and sufficiency of the Saviour and the glorious wisdom and grace of God shining in this way of salvation. And of the wonders of Christ's dying love, and the sincerity of Christ in the invitations of the gospel. They have experienced a consequent affiance and sweet rest of soul in Christ, as a glorious Savior, a strong rock and high tower. Accompanied with an admiring and exalted apprehension of the glory of the divine perfections, God's majesty, holiness, sovereign grace, etc with a sensible, strong, and sweet love to God, and delight in Him, far surpassing all temporal delights, or earthly pleasures. And a rest of soul in Him, as a portion and the fountain of all good. And this has been attended with an abhorrence of sin, and self-loathing for it, and earnest longings of soul after more holiness and conformity to God, with a sense of the great need of God's help in order to holiness of life. Together they have had a most dear love to all that are supposed to be the children of God, and a love to mankind in general, and a most sensible and tender compassion for the souls of sinners, and earnest desires of the advancement of Christ's kingdom in the world. And these things have appeared with an abiding concern to live a holy life, and great complaints of remaining corruption, and a longing to be more free from the body of sin and death. And not only do these effects appear in converts. But great numbers of those who were formerly esteemed the most sober and pious people have, under the influence of this work, been greatly quickened, and their hearts renewed with greater degrees of light, renewed repentance and humiliation, and more lively exercises of faith, love, and joy in the Lord. Many have been remarkably engaged to watch, and strive, and fight against sin. To cast out every idol, sell all for Christ, give up themselves entirely to God and make a sacrifice of every worldly and carnal thing to the welfare and prosperity of their souls. And there has of late appeared in some places an unusual disposition to bind themselves to it in a solemn covenant with God. And now, instead of meetings at taverns and drinking houses, and of young people in frolics and vain company, the country is full of meetings of all sorts and ages of persons, young and old, men, women, and little children, to read and pray, and sing praises, and to converse of the things of God and another world. In very many places the main of the conversation in all companies turns of religion, and things of a spiritual nature. Instead of vain mirth among young people, there is now either mourning under a sense of the guilt of sin, or wholly rejoicing in Christ Jesus and, instead of their lewd songs, there are now to be heard from them songs of praise to God and the lamb that was slain to redeem them by his blood. And there has been this alteration abiding on multitudes all over the land, for a year and a half, without any appearance of a disposition to return to former vice and vanity. And, under the influences of this work, there have been many of the remains of those wretched people and dregs of mankind, the poor Indians, that seem to be next to a state of brutality, and with whom, till now, it seemed to be to little more purpose to use endeavors for their instruction and awakening, than with the beasts. Their minds have now been strangely to receive instruction, and been deeply affected with the concerns of their precious souls. They have reformed their lives, and forsaken their former stupid, barbarous, and brutish way of living. And particularly that sin to which they have been so exceedingly addicted their drunkenness. Many of them to appearance brought truly and greatly to delight in the things of God and to have their souls very much engaged and entertained with the great things of the gospel. And many of the poor Negroes also have been in like manner wrought upon and changed. Very many little children have been remarkably enlightened, and their hearts wonderfully affected and enlarged, and their mouths opened, expressing themselves in a manner far beyond their years, into the just astonishment of those who have heard them. Some of them for many months, Have been greatly and delightfully affected with the glory of divine things, and the excellency and love of the Redeemer, with their hearts greatly filled with love to enjoy in them. And they have continued to be serious and pious in their behavior. The divine power of this work has marvelously appeared in some instances I have been acquainted with. In supporting and fortifying the heart under great trials, such as the death of children, and extreme pain of body. And in wonderfully maintaining the serenity, calmness, and joy of the soul, in an immovable rest in God, and sweet resignation to Him. And some under the blessed influences of this work have, in a calm, bright, and joyful frame of mind, been carried through the valley of the shadow of death. And now let us consider, is it not strange that in a Christian country, and such a land of light as this is, there are many at a loss to conclude whose work this is, whether the work of God or the work of the devil? Is it not a shame to New England that such a work should be much doubted of here? Need we look over the histories of all pastimes, to see if there be not some circumstances and external appearances that attend this work, which have been formerly found amongst enthusiasts? Whether the Montanists had not great transports of joy, and whether the French prophets had not agitations of body? Blessed be God! He does not put us to the toil of such inquiries. We need not say, Who shall ascend into heaven, to bring us down something whereby to judge of this work? Nor does God send us beyond the seas, nor into past ages, to obtain a rule near at hand, a sacred book that God Himself has put into our hands, with clear and infallible marks, sufficient to resolve us in things of this nature. Which book I think we must reject, not only in some particular passages, but in the substance of it, if we reject such a work as has now been described as not being the work of God. The whole tenor of the Gospel proves it. All the notion of religion that the Scripture gives us confirms it. I suppose there is scarcely a minister in this land, but from Sabbath to Sabbath is used to pray that God would pour out His Spirit, and work a reformation and revival of religion in the country, and turn us from our intemperance, profaneness, uncleanness, worldliness, and other sins. And we have kept from year to year, Days of public fasting and prayer to God, to acknowledge our backslidings, and humble ourselves for our sins, and to seek of God forgiveness and reformation. And now, when so great and extensive a reformation is so suddenly and wonderfully accomplished, in those very things that we have sought to God for, shall we not acknowledge it? Or, do it with great coldness, caution, and reserve, and scarcely take any notice of it in our public prayers and praises, or mention it but slightly and cursorily? And in such a manner as carries an appearance as though we would contrive to say as little of it as ever we could, and were glad to pass from it. And that because the work is attended with a mixture of error, imprudences, darkness, and sin. Because some persons are carried away with impressions, and are indiscreet, and too censorious with their zeal. And because there are high transports of religious affections, and some effects on their bodies of which we do not understand the reason.
1: at PuritanDownloads.com. Stillwater's Stillwater's Revival Books also publishes the Puritan Hard Drive, the most powerful and practical Christian study tool ever produced. All thanks and glory be to the mercy, grace, and love of the Lord Jesus Christ for this remarkable and wonderful new Christian study tool. The Puritan Hard Drive contains over 12,500 of the best Reformation books, mp3s and videos ever gathered onto one portable christian study tool an extraordinary collection of puritan protestant calvinistic presbyterian covenanter and reformed baptist resources it's fully upgradable and it's small enough to fit in your pocket